And we wanted to thank today's sponsors brought to you by Anchor.fm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's completely no charge. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, where it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and many more. Guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast. Honestly, it just takes for you to really get started. Go ahead and download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm and look forward to seeing you create your show. Yes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Inspire Before We Expire podcast. I am your co-host, Terrell Sumter. Listen, y'all, I'm here today. We're here today to bring more positivity and more empowering to your lives today. Today, I got a special treat for y'all, young leader from Southern Florida. She's here today. My special guest, Megan Coastal Hinch, was raised in Western Florida. She came to Orlando, Florida to attend one of the biggest colleges in the nation, UCF, where she is studying communications. Listen, y'all, when I tell you, when you hear this young lady, you hear the passion that comes from her, you hear the excitement that comes from her, you in for a treat. Trust me when I say this. She's also plays a role into ministry. She goes to church faithfully. She also wants to do the entrepreneur and be a business uh, owner when she gets a little older and after school as well. Um, ladies and gents, I'm not gonna hold too much of your time. I just want you to want you to introduce you to this young lady, this beautiful soul, kind, empowering young leader to you today. Megan, how's it going today? It's going great. It's going great. Thank you so much for having me here. No problem, no problem. I thank you for taking time out your busy schedule. So I want to start this off how I start my regular podcast is off. You know, um, so who is Megan Hitch and what does she represent? Megan Hink, <laughs> love it. Um, who's Megan Hink? What does she represent? Wow, that is a great question. <laughs> I would first say my identity, in which I would say first and foremost I'm a Christ follower. Um, I don't say that to sound better than anybody else or to oh super religious because that's the last thing I am um but my relationship with God that's my identity that's who Megan Hank is now after being a Christ follower then you know I love entrepreneurship I love health I love fitness I love helping other people but that's the first thing and then everything else follows behind that wow that's amazing I love that you um said that you're a Christ follower you know, um, you're very spiritual, I see. And uh, that's amazing. So uh, if you mind, I ask, what made you, um, you know, like what made you dive into that? Like being able to, to be, you know, become a Christian and go to church and be the spiritual woman you are today. Like where did it all come from? Did that come from your parents? May you tell the audience? Well, it didn't come from my parents because growing up I was Catholic. So for 18 years of my life, it was just religion and it wasn't very strict it was kind of just like a checklist so every sunday i'd go to the church check and let's go to cheesecake factory after like we we were more excited about the cheesecake than going to church you know and it wasn't until i 
can totally say I give all the credit to my best friend, um, Cami Sidel, who brought me to her church, uh, sophomore year of high school. And going to her church, I saw what it, what it was like to go to a Christian church for the first time. And it was the most amazing thing. I mean, people greeting you every second you came in. And it was so genuine. You're like, are these people really nice or is that all an act? And they're just genuinely nice. They're just happy that you're there. And I definitely, that night was one of the nights I'll never forget in my life. But for the rest of high school, I just kept, you know, doing my thing. And, you know, went to Sunday, you know, Catholic, um, I was going to say college church (laughs) with my parents. But it wasn't until college and I had a very different college experience than most people do. Growing up, I was blessed that my parents gave me all the freedom that they did. And because of the freedom that they gave me, I didn't go wild in college like most people do. You see, most people will kind of be, you know, take a chill in high school and then go wild in college because they don't have a curfew. You know, they don't have their parents telling them what to do all the time. So they go crazy where... I kind of, I could have done really whatever I wanted in high school, which wasn't really much other than, you know, party. And when I got to college, I, I, I didn't want that. You know, I, I did it for my first two months and my whole life I grew up, you know, thinking about college and, and the party life and, and, and Greek life and all that stuff. But once I got to college, I realized, holy cow, I mean, the people that have made some of the greatest impacts in this world found their identity in college where most people lose their identity for four years you know it's so easy like I love to say you get lost in the sauce you know so many of my friends get lost in the sauce for four years that's that's too much and I would say I'm blessed that I kind of got to see where my future would go how to what I had kept my habits going and so we found a church our friend from our class told us about it and me and my roommate, you know, she was like, Megs, are you down to go? Like, let, let's do it, you know? And it was a college youth, you know, service at night. And we went. And I went for an entire year. <laughs> and, and it was the most craziest experience because I grew so much just, you know, leaving the party scene and and it wasn't because the church told me that was bad. It wasn't because they told me, oh, if you do this, you're a bad person. No, no, no. It was just learning and learning that the love of God that has for everybody. And I wanted to tap into that because I knew the plans that he has for me are greater than my plans. And so following that and following the path, it has brought me to places I would have never imagined it has met, made me meet people I would have never thought I'd meet my entire life. And I would say it's not your ordinary college experience, but I could say in these last two years, I've grown more mentally, spiritually, and to know that I get to get this and carry it on mm. to impact other people, it's just, you know, God's only getting started. You know, God just, God just like gave me a glimpse of what's to come and I could not be more excited for 2018 or 2019 or 2020 because my vision isn't just in the next year my visions where am I going to be five years down the road you know which lives are going to be impacted you know because it's not about Megan Costa Hank anymore it's about who can Megan Costa Hank impact 
I love that. Very, very empowering. I love that. I love that you shared your testimony, you know, by just staying committed and consistent with the church for a year. And it's crazy that you do meet good people along the journey. You don't know who you may meet. And these people turn from friends into family. So, you know, like you said, and key thing you said as well is um, you got to give praise to the man above. Honestly, you definitely got to give praise to the man above. But something that you said was just stating that, um, you know, you're not just thinking about you. You have a major why or why you do what you do. So meaning, you know, you have family, you know, that's all over Peru and Panama. You know, you have some in Florida, but you're out here in Orlando by yourself. You decided to take this route. So you have a brave heart. So if you mind, I ask, and you share with the audience as well, what took you from going miles away to being away from family? You know, I know you're going to school, you got a foot, but that's a that's a brave heart right there to, to going miles away, to being more focused on you, and now being a, a follower of Christ. Like, how does that make you feel inside and outside? I definitely didn't want to stay home for college. Uh, just because as much as I love my parents to infinity and beyond, I needed to live on my own because I needed to kind of get that kick in the butt of what a true adult was going to be like. And honestly, the craziest thing is that when I came to college and I would come back during break, my parents when I came back down, would see the transformation in me and be like, what happened to our daughter? You know, they were just like, Megan, like it's Saturday night, you're you're not going to go out. To whereas in high school, God forbid it, I stayed home one night, I was going to have a, like, mama, give me an inhaler, I need to go out. Like, it was ridiculous. To where I could stay home Friday and Saturday night with my mom, you know, watching Netflix or in the jacuzzi, you know, just eating some cheese and crackers and genuinely enjoying that because something just happens in my heart where I don't desire the things I used to desire you know it's new things that I desire and you know I see so many people grow up and want to spend more time with their parents and their family once their parents are already grandparents and it's like why why would you wait so long when your parents are you know, the youngest they're ever going to be. And I never thought the impact it would have on my family of me leaving to college and coming back. It's actually made my parents and my, my family all together, my sister stronger all together. Because, you know, it's kind of like we're, you know, we all glue each other together. And sometimes when one person's missing, you know, it kind of can get a little rocky and it's like, and it, the thing is that it's not me. I don't take the credit. I give all the credit to God. And God will use me to be a light where light needs to, where, where it's needed. And I've met up with friends and I, you know, with family and, you know, going into a situation and it just being, you know, not the strongest and like leaving, you know, back from break and they're happier than ever. They're stronger than ever. Um, you know, leaving for college my first year, most people, it's the best year of their life, you know, um, because they get that freedom they never had before. And I had the complete opposite where I probably was 
lonely most of the time and not the sense that I wasn't, you know, invited to go out. Yeah, I could have went out with my friends. They invited me to go out to the clubs and stuff and pregame and bars and the thing is I did that. And there was there was just something in my heart that was like, Megan, just stay in. Like just stay in. I know it sucks. I know all your friends are out getting drunk right now. I know you miss that, but just stay in. Just 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 stay in. And it wasn't easy at first. I gotta be honest. It sucks. I was like, what, like, is this, like, whole God thing real? Like, what if, like, it's not? I'm, like, spending my life, sit like, in here. But the craziest thing, Terrell, was I heard a podcast last night. And it was one of my, by my, one of my favorite pastors, Stephen Furnick. And he spoke about God will do things in your life in a season and you will say, God, why are you doing this? I don't get it. I don't understand. But years will pass and then you will understand God will do anything to get you in the position that he wants you to be in, that he needs you to be in. And I can genuinely say in this la- in these last two months, this entire, these last two months have been, God, I finally know what you've been doing these last two years of my life. I know why you made why you put in my heart to stay in i know why you took that away from me i know why you took these people away from me i know why you put these people in my life and i never in a gazillion years would think would have thought my college experience would be the way it is now and to see him only halfway in i wouldn't change it for anything because a it's made me to the person who I am be the person I am becoming and it's something that it's not my story it's it's God's story that he gave me and at first I didn't know why I was in Orlando you know I was like really God like UCF Orlando you know, to be honest, there was other colleges I wanted to go to, but I could see why I wasn't there. I could see why I'm not there because now I don't see myself living anywhere else other than Orlando. Like I said, it's the people, the community, the everything that's happened from this moment on in my life. You can only say, wow, like that, that would that wasn't me planned. That was me being available for God to use me. Wow, powerful, very, very powerful. <laughs> I love it, honestly. Um, so you speak of like, um, you know, college, and I know you're studying communications, correct? And you say you want to get into um becoming an entrepreneur. Um, so what makes you want to become an entrepreneur? And also, I have another question. Um, what moment in your life gave you that reason to like? What specific moment gave you Megan Hick, Hick, Hink, Hink. you know, gave you that just, just like Meg, do this, yeah, do not go out, do this, you know, stay focused. Like, what, what, what moment and point in your life was you at, and also, um, what makes you want to become an entrepreneur? Okay, so first question was entrepreneurship. Yes. Okay. Well funny thing since I was a kid no joke when I was five years old I had the thought if 
life, this life is real that we're living. And God created us to enjoy life. How come is it that we go to school our whole lives to just graduate, to go to a bigger school, then to graduate from that school, and then to work a job for 40 years of our lives, and then to retire, and then hopefully have enough money to enjoy our lives and finally do the things that we've always wanted to do. At five years old, I was asking myself those things. And the thing is that entrepreneurship, to me, growing up, I thought you had to be the CEO of Coca-Cola. Like, that's what I thought entrepreneurship was, or, or Apple. I didn't know there were so many different branches branches of entrepreneurship. I didn't know you could start your own business. I didn't know you could join a big business. I didn't know you could do all these amazing things. And it wasn't until I met a group of people that introduced me to that. I met a group of very successful entrepreneurs and they were doing things that I've always wanted to do. They were going to places I've always wanted to go. They were impacting lives that I wanted to impact. And it's funny, you know, it goes back to God's timing. <laughs> See, I got introduced to entrepreneurship when I was 18 years old, graduated out of high school, going into college. Had I not been introduced to entrepreneurship, I'd probably be at a club right now with my friends, or at least getting ready to go. But it was in that moment when I met other people making it happen, actually doing it and seeing the impact they were leaving in this world. And it's, thanks to entrepreneurship, it's, it's really not about you anymore. It's not. People think, you know, we're the, in the year, but we're about to be in 2018 and entrepreneurship is like this new sexy thing on Instagram and, and social media and, you know, people got suits and laptops and, you know, it looks like they're making money out of thin air. No, that is not entrepreneurship. Entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is like down nitty gritty in the dirt. You know, one of my favorites, Gary Vee, he is the most realist, raw entrepreneur and says it how it is, you know. Those people making it look like it's this glamorous, wonderful, yeah, you work hard enough to live that glamorous lifestyle, but 90% of the time, it's not that. You know, it's all about failing forward. It's all about failing forward. Entrepreneurship is all about failing forward because you need to fail. I think, I'm not sure which, who said it, but um, one of my favorite quotes is like, in order to be great with anything, you must fail about 10,000 times before. So, something like that I may be totally off, but the point is most people will do something, fail once and quit, whereas you just keep going because it's not about you, it's about the lives that you can impact. It's, I'm gonna put my pride hat down, I'm gonna put the humility cap on, and I'm going to see how am I going to make this world a better place? How are we going to do this? What steps need to be taken? Who do I need to surround myself with? So that's what I love about it, where I personally, I cannot see myself working a nine to five. Nothing against them because we need them. And I respect my, my mom grew up, I grew up with my mom doing nine to fives. My dad was a manager at Publix for 38 years. 
So I totally respect that. But me personally, that's the thing. I saw my mom work that paycheck to paycheck. Saw her putting the hours during Christmas. She would work overtime for the entire month just to get us the gifts that we wanted. We were probably a little bit expensive taste. And I'm sorry, mom, but I saw that and I didn't, I don't want that for myself when I grow up. I, you know, you get paid to the hour what you think you're worth. So, of course, where you're working, you know, a job and you're in college, you're going to need a nine to five. You're going to need something. I respect that 100%. But you're going to go out there in the real world and whatever you get paid, that's what you believe that you're worth. So there are people that believe they're worth 15 an hour. Some, why don't you build something? Something that will last while, when you leave. Why don't you leave a legacy? I'm not I'm not here to build an empire. I'm not here to, to build something for my name. For, heck to the no. I'm here to leave a legacy. I'm here to pass down something that when I leave, people will first of all know me as a Christ follower. Because when we're gone... We're only going to two places, let's be real. You know, I don't push my beliefs on anybody whatsoever, but I do love on people. That's my number one rule of life is loving on others, loving on people. People have to ask themselves, what are they gonna be known for in this world? What, when you pass, what are the things that people are gonna say about you? Number one, I want to be known for loving on others. That's the greatest, that's the greatest commandment. Love God and love others. That's why people are like, wait, but you're Christian, you're religious. Heck no. I'm not that. Jesus came to abolish religion. He came for relationship. And that's so much the core of entrepreneurship. It's relationships. The relationships you have with people, the relationships you have with your customers, the relationships you have with whatever it is that you're doing. That's, you know, it takes you to places you'll never go. It'll take It pushes you to that inner beast you never thought you had inside of you. It challenges you to be someone bigger. And like I said, taking the pride hat down and putting the humility hat on. You're going to get laughed at. You're going to get taught anything great. You're going to have things come at you at full speed. You just got to be ready to get hit and get back up. You can dodge the hits, but you're going to get hit in the face a bunch of times. You just got to keep getting back up, keep getting back up. And guess what? Every time you get back, you're stronger. You're more knowledgeable. You know what to do. You know not what to do. You know that works. You know that eh, that didn't work too well. I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up a little bit. And it all comes down from where's the heart? Where are you really coming from at? And to answer the second question, I know that was really long. No, listen. I don't mean to cut you off, but it audience i need you to tune in honestly tell a friend to tell a friend she's going in listen i appreciate your time go ahead go ahead do your thing. um okay yes so 
I went to an event and it was my first, I guess you could say like entrepreneur-like event. Um, and it was in Houston, Texas. So the group of people that I met told me about this event and I was like, well, I want to go. And little did I know it was in Houston, Texas, two days right before I met these people. And I was like, dang, I really want to go, but my parents are going to think I'm crazy, but I am crazy, so whatever. And I want to, I remember this vividly. I go home, I tell my parents about the event, and they look at me like I literally have five eyeballs on my head. And um, so that was a, a no. So I'm kind of upset. I go to the gym and I'm working out with my friend. And I went to bed thinking about that event. I wake up thinking about the event. I go to the gym because sometimes when I'm, I love working out, but when I'm mad, I will go like ham at the gym. And I'm, you know, walking next to my friend on the treadmill and I'm like, you know what, G- give me a second. I text my dad, I was like, dad, if I want anything more, it's to go to this event. Forget about our summer trips we had planned. I'm saying this because I know what it could do for my future. This is my 18 year old self saying this, like what? Like, and you know what? My dad texted me 20 minutes after saying, you know what, Megs? Green light from mom, come home so we can buy your ticket. I get off the treadmill faster than I was running on the treadmill race home i booked my flight at 9 p.m and my flight left at 6 a.m the next morning so here you are you have it little megan 18 years old on an airplane going to a state she's never been in before in a city she's never been in before with people she literally met and her cousin that's there waiting for her and i was like what the heck did i just get myself into <laughs> boy was i in for a treat Long story short, it was an arena filled with 16,000 people, entrepreneurs. And there was this one girl that was talking on stage. And for the first time, I finally saw someone that kind of looked like me, my age, you know, my, my hair. Like, she, she, it was like I saw myself on stage. And in that moment, there was very few times I could feel God speak to me. And I, I don't know how to explain this, but it was in that moment where God was like, Megs, this is the vehicle that's going to take you to where I want you to go. Now, listen, it's not the end all be all. <laughs> all right. But this, this is going to take you to where I want to get you to be. And when I felt that, I'm in an arena with 16,000 people and I felt that it was silence and when that little feeling went away that voice what what that was I can't explain it it's like the volume just went back up in the arena and I was like wow and I can genuinely say when I got back from that trip this is how vivid I remember it I feel like if there's two globes spinning in two different directions, my old life was spinning in one direction. And then my new life is like, oh, wait a minute. Let me just stir you the right way where you're supposed to be. Mm. (laughs) Here's this new life. You don't know what's to come, girl. Mm. But here's that new life. And ever since that weekend, my life has never been the same. And if there's that question where you ask, if there's that moment, it is that weekend. 
June, July, July 2015. I'm not sure what the exact dates I could look up on my phone, but <laughs> so right. that that event that weekend changed my life, the course of my life forever. And from that moment till now, there's so many other events that have changed my life as well. But if I can name one in the entrepreneurship aspect, it would be that. Wow, that's powerful. At 18 years old? Yes. Wow, you went out there by yourself? By myself. Oh, man, that's just, it's just amazing to me, honestly. Um, and you're 20 now, right? So that was two years ago? Two years ago, correct. And that's that's just amazing to me that you took you decided to step into your purpose. You didn't even know that purpose just now, but you say now you want to become an entrepreneur because you experienced that at that moment you tapped into that most people say right but it's the difference when you do so when you do you step more into it even if like you say you fall one time you get back up because it's not going to be chicken and gravy you're going to see the gritty you got to get your hands dirty you're going to get people that shut doors in your face you won't get rejections but that's the part of keep going like you said the man above had that vehicle there you just had to get in it you just had to get in that vehicle He, he drove you guiding you the way you're supposed to go you know now you got to keep going and keep driving the way you're doing because you're doing amazing amongst other 20 year olds college female students like you said they're doing them a party but one of my young guys i'm gonna share a quote that was on here um young josh adam says would you rather party for the, a party for four years of your life and and uh and work the rest of your life or would you work for four years and party for the rest of your life yeah. <laughs> you know so shout out to him for saying that but um I must say um I appreciate your time today honestly and um you know you really just taking time out to really just talk your testimony on Christ and entrepreneurship so I have young, young listeners out there young women um we have some local we also have some overseas some may be in Peru some may be in Australia some may be in New Zealand, some may be in Africa, and some may be in the UK. So what's, what advice would you give to those young listeners out there that wants to become an entrepreneur? What's five steps you would take them strategically to take to take in and step into that purpose to becoming an entrepreneur? Five steps. Got to think about this one. <laughs> For me... I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't know what entrepreneurship is. And I go back to this and no matter really what the talk is, it'll always go back to God. When you have God first aligned, everything that's meant to be will be. You know, a lot of the things I do, for instance, like entrepreneurship, is because God put it such a deep burning desire in my heart that when I don't, or when I don't even think about it, it's like it hurts my heart, it hurts my soul. Because God put it so deeply rooted in my heart. So you have to get real with yourself. You have to put the phone down. We'll finish this podcast and then put the phone down, get a journal and really ask yourself, Why are you pursuing entrepreneurship? Is it just to look cool on Instagram? Because you're going to hate your life if that's the reason why. Because satisfaction does not come from that. It feels good for a moment, but it won't last. 
And if you are going to entrepreneurship, you are going to need a shoulder to lean on 24-7, no matter where you're at. And the only person I know, the only thing that I know that is out there that I can lean a shoulder when I need someone, and let's say I'm in the desert, I'm in the Grand Canyon, I'm in the snow, I'm at UCF, I don't know where I'm at, anywhere in the world. My parents aren't there. My best friends aren't there. My mentors aren't there. God's there. You need to put God before anything, especially entrepreneurship, because the thing is, people make it big, and their ego is not their amigo. (laughs) And they start to think they are just the hottest thing out there. And of course, I have entrepreneurship leaders that I look up to and they're amazing but don't get to a level where you think you made it and you stop so my number one thing put God first because he will reveal to you the desires of your heart if you're doing it for the right reason see the reason why I do it it's not for me it's because I want to help others it's because I know what it's done in my life but how can I make the world a better place now? So A, number A, B, C, just kidding. One, God first. Two, you need to be around the people that are doing what you want to do and that are exceeding it at a level that you couldn't even imagine. You see, you are who you hang around with. They say that your your income is like the average of your five best friends. So if you're with a bunch of broke people, odds are you're gonna be broke. If you're a bunch of you know highly successful people, odds are you probably will be. And it's not oh if you're rich or you're poor, you know you that's how you dictate your friends. No 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 no. But I'm saying, if you want to be an entrepreneur and you're only hanging around with people that have nine to five jobs that aren't entrepreneurs and that they work, they love what they do, they go home, they watch TV, they binge on Netflix and that's all they do. Nothing against that. People like to do that, that's great. That's their lives. But if you're around that, guess what? It's gonna, you're gonna look like the odd one out. You're gonna look like the weird one because you actually have something bigger than you're trying to chase. And then you're gonna think that you're weird. You are gonna start believing all these thoughts in your head because you're surrounding yourselves with people that are not pulling you up. And they may not be pulling you down, but they're keeping you stagnant. You need to constantly, if my mentors always see this, if you are the smartest person in the room, you need a bigger room. If you're the smartest person in your group of friends, you need a new group of friends. You need to constantly be with people that are challenging your thoughts, that are challenging your thinking, that are always upping it up a level. I have a very good mix of of friends where I know when I need that boost, I know where I can go to them. And they will just bring that fire that I need back in me because it happens to everybody. You know, we're we're like a car. We have an engine. We need gas. We need rest, we go, we stop, we pause. It's so important that you're putting the rat, the rod, <laughs> what was that? Well, the so right good. gas in your car. So that's the second one, surround yourself with the right people. The third one, personal development has changed my life. I would say the basics of personal development would, to, would be to read 10 pages of a good book every day, 
and at minimum 30 minutes of podcast. I do an hour, but I like, you know, they say 30 minutes. So really good books, you know, anything from um, T. Harv Ecker, Dale Carney, um, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, you know, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carney. That book has, man, changed my life. It's funny, the title sounds like how do one friends and influence people? Like, what? No, no, no. That book teaches you how to be such a good person. You're like, wow, I'm such a crappy person when I read this. And it just teaches you how to be a better listener. It teaches you how to love on others. It teaches you how to put others before yourself. You know, so that's a really good book. Um, a book that really changed the course of my life would be The Power of Right Believing by Joseph Prince. And it challenged my thoughts he's he's a pastor and he starts off the book with saying well i'm not sure if it's exactly how he starts it but he says he's not a religious person in fact he does not like it at all and i was like wait what you're a pastor how are you saying this and he goes to explain how i went back in the beginning of this saying it's a relationship it's not religion and i it changed and one one other thing he mentioned was so many people don't have a relationship with God because they think God hates them because of the things that they're doing or that they've done in their past. And that was me all of my high school life. I would, you know, party, go to the club, party, party, party. I would go to church, but I would feel so bad going because of, you know, Saturday night. But then I realized in that book, he goes to explain God doesn't hate you. God loves you. In fact, God's knocking on the door to your life, waiting for you to open it to give you the real desires of your heart. And that's when that changed. So guys, you know, I hated reading and it's hard. You're not, you know, you're not going to feel like doing it, but you got to do it anyway. So 10 pages of a good book and 30 minutes of good audio. The fourth thing, do something every day to get out of your comfort zone. And it could be something new every day or it could be something that challenges you. You gotta get out of your comfort zone. If you're not growing, you're dying. That sounds crazy, I know, but listen to me. No, say that say that again for me for the audience. If you're not growing, you're dying. You see, and I read this in another book. <laughs> There's it's been it's been a long two years. Um when we are pursuing things in our lives that we want to go towards our goals, we feel good because we're moving forward. But let's say we were tired. Let's say like today, I, you know, I was super tired, had a long day, a lot of things come up, and I was like, you know, Terrell, we'll just, you know, we won't do the podcast today. In my head, I would think that we're, I'm staying stagnant, but in reality, I'm taking a step back because if I'm not going towards my goals, I'm going behind my goals because somebody else is chasing their goals, and that's putting me behind mine. And that also changed my perspective where I was like, holy crap, if I'm not chasing after my goal and my desires and my dreams every single day, I am moving away from them. I'm not even staying in the same line. It's like the earth. It never stays the same. It's in constant movement. So is our lives. So do something to get out of your comfort zone every day. That's what entrepreneurship is all about, getting out of your comfort zone. The bigger your comfort zone, the more you do things that are uncomfortable will soon enough become comfortable in the future. So you probably will be very uncomfortable for five years of your life. Mm -hmm. 
so that you can live the next 50 years of your life comfortably. Mm. And number five, you're not going to, don't, don't wait till you feel like to do something. You act your way to a feel because you're going to not feel like doing it. You're not going to feel like going to that meeting. You're not going to feel like, you know, going to whatever it is that you got to do. You're not going to feel like doing a lot of things, but you got to do it anyways. Because our human selves, we don't feel like doing a lot of things, but we act it towards it, if that made sense. No, it <laughs> so makes complete sense. when you work out, I didn't feel like working out today, mm-hmm. but I did it anyways, because I have a goal I want to hit by a certain time. You know, I didn't feel like, you know, having a salad. Well, no, I did feel like having a salad, but let's say I didn't feel like having a salad. I would still eat the salad because I know a goal that I want to hit. Same thing with entrepreneurship. You're not going to feel like doing it a lot of times, but you still got to do it. You still got to make it happen. Because one thing that keeps me going is what if you quit and there was so many lives so many people that were looking up towards you for hope that were looking up for you seeing you were their mentor you you provided value to them you they went to you and then they see you quit what if you you stay on your course because you never know you staying on your course will inspire someone to stay on their course you see my i a huge passion of mine is ministry. I realized that serving at the church. And I realized I was going to the church and they they say, don't be a, don't come to church and just, you know, be a spectator and just get, 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 and just get from the church. Why don't you start giving back? So for a year and a half, I was going to the church. I was getting fed. I was getting fed. I was getting fed. But why don't I give back? And when I started serving at the church and, and greeting people and being at the connect table and talking to them, whether it's their first time or whatnot, and seeing the love and the passion I have for people and not making it about me anymore, but loving on others, that's when I came to realize like, wow, it's not about Megan anymore. It's how, God, who do you... Who do you want to brighten up today? And please use me, Lord. I am making myself available for you to use. And that's entrepreneurship. You got to be available for God to use you. You see, God's going to make it happen. But if you're not available, he ain't going to use you. Mm. So you got to make yourself available. And you realize it's not about you. Because if you're in entrepreneurship just to make it about you and so you can have a big name and a big title and lights, camera, and action, that's not what it's about. And time will expose. Mm. <laughs> time will expose, people. Hey, thank you for sharing those five steps with us. Yeah. Honestly, okay. I love to put God first. Um, that was the first time of me ever hearing it on his podcast. Wow. You know, yeah. Um, you know, people go into being spiritual and stuff like that, but... uh. The way you express the passion, that's what I'm loving from you. And uh, the loving on others, that's amazing to me. Um, Because uh, like you said, uh, you can go to church and get, get, get. You can take notes and keep going. 
that's cool that you're being consistent but when you actually decide to become and be a part of the church is now where you see what these people serving you and being happy and smiling at you now you're getting to do the same thing as you yes. meet new people so it's pretty dope and amazing like you know um but uh you got into half of it but i wanted to ask you so um during you know down days and tough times because we are human and it happens i know i have my tough times and you know days where i feel like like you said sometimes in order to get to where we want to be we have to do things that we don't want to do you know so what keeps you grounded what keeps you like you spoke of core values and keeps you not just setting a goal but even <laughs> certain goals that you have in mind like you say you spoke you looking forward to 2018 you said 2017 has been a blessing to you that's why i said in the beginning she's blessed she's blessed and it wasn't just to say she's blessed this young lady has actually made a tr- tremendous change in her life at a young age when she decided to go into that event at 18 miles away from home in houston texas to see a world leader speak in 16,000 plus arena who does that <laughs> i haven't did that when i was 18 i was on a block but you know long story make short listen Ladies and gentlemen, I need you not just to take in and take act, take in to what she's saying, but I need you to implement it too as well. Um, so what keeps you grounded? What keeps you grounded in what sense like? Um, so when you going so when it's like tough times, yeah. Or we know finals around yes. this time of yeah. year, right? <laughs> And we know, like, we got to get up early to do this test, and we got another test at the test, and we got papers. So, like, even if your grades are good, what just keeps you grounded and keeps you focused? Do you, like, meditate sometimes? I know that you're big on health, too, right? So What keeps me grounded? Um, well, I got to just say this because I completely forgot to say in the five steps. And That's all right. As you were talking, it hit me. One of the biggest please put this right after god first god second rule enjoy the journey enjoy the journey it's not gonna be easy it's not supposed to be but please enjoy because it's the tough times that are gonna make you and shape you into the person you're supposed to be and it took me a couple months to get that but had two huge 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 role models in my life mentors that told Megan they're like you're 18 we could see you want it so bad but you're 18 girl you you know how much you know right now you're you're so ahead of the game it's it's ridiculous enjoy the journey and that was like a hit smack dab of reality and I was like dang they're right I gotta just enjoy this and it it was a little hard at the beginning to just have that because you know you're at a hundred mile power pace and you feel like you gotta get this da, 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 da. relax you know you want to look I'm never gonna get these college years back you know that's why I made sure I didn't make, miss that last UCF game because hashtag undefeated 12-0 baby shout out to UCF shout out go Knights <laughs> charge on but yes, sorry, I had to say that because as you were talking, I was like, dang, if someone misses that, that is like the number one thing after God. Enjoy the journey because it's going to be one heck of a journey. I love that. Enjoy the journey. I love that, honestly. 
for real, like, you must enjoy the journey. Because you can be focused but still enjoy the journey, you know, um, appreciate every day and enjoying the moment. But um, it's finals right now, right? Yes. So uh, what advice would you give out to those? What year are you in college again? I am uh, finishing sophomore. All right. What, what uh, advice would you give out to those college students that's out there um, taking Just their finals? Just junior. Oh, my goodness. You're I'm a junior. so tired. I'm kidding. You're losing track of time. That's um, all right. <laughs> we, we about to wrap it up. I know it's been an amazing episode, I must say. And like I said, you know, I appreciate you taking time to do this episode. I know you've been wanting to do it, and we've been trying to find time because I was at a football game earlier Young guys from Virginia, they played in the championship. They play in the national championship tomorrow. Shout out to those young guys, um, the Central Hurricanes from Mount Virginia. Shout out to Coach Scott for having me as well. Um, but uh, and you had a day as well, and I know you had some finals to do. So what advice would you give out to those uh, students that's taking finals right now to, to, to being able just to stay focused and not really let too much get to them. Because, you know, so so many people think so much into it when it's... Cause yes. I, yeah. So. No, I, I mean, I remember junior year of high school, I was... I'm the kind of person where I have friends that can, like, look at a textbook for a second and then get, you know, in 100% on a test. Where I would have to spend four hours analyzing the textbook to get at least an A. If not, an A minus. So studying does not come natural to me. So it's easy to say I'm those people. I'm one of those people that, yep, during finals, you bet it. I'm that girl with two cups of coffee at two in the morning, studying her life away, cramming that book. One thing, don't cram. Um, that's a that's definitely an issue I've had growing up is procrastinating, and I won't be afraid to say it. I don't. I'm not proud of it, but I have um, gotten a lot done under pressure and one thing is it's very easy to get stressed under finals especially if you're in college because I mean that in itself is just a lot but don't think it's the end of the world if you don't get what you needed in that final or in that class or that grade because weirdly there's some grades and some finals I didn't do too good in study my life away and so I had to take a different class because of that grade I got but the people that I met in that class have left an impact in my life and my and myself as well in theirs and that would have never happened had I not done as well on that final or in that test so I, I genuinely do see things as everything happens for a reason. And, you know, try your best. Granted, if you have a week or two or three or whatever to study in advance, do it. Don't do the same mistake that I did and cram and procrastinate. No, definitely don't recommend that. Not fun at all. Maybe a little bit, but really not. Um, just really focus put the phone down don't go on social media but hey if you don't get that grade you wanted if you didn't pass that class you wanted to pass it's college we all have those and if you don't great for you honestly you're a genius it's okay i i promise you unless you're a doctor or a lawyer your gpa your degree unless you're those things 
isn't going to matter as much as the work you put in to find that job that you want or that career or that industry that you want. I'm working right now with a friend and he has his own insurance company with his parents and do you think he asked me what my GPA was or my college degree or any of those things? Well, granted, yeah, when we were got to talking, but that was the, the determining factor. It was my personality. It was who I am. It was my people skills, my EQ, my emotional intelligence, not my IQ. So do your best you can 100%. Do the best you can. If you can get an A, heck yes. I study my butt off to get the best grade I can, and I'll be with you guys, sometimes I don't get the best grade, but I study as if I were going to get it. So study, go into the test knowing you're gonna get 100. Go in positive, eat a freaking hearty breakfast, eat something good, and just go kill it, y'all. Oh, you go, girl. <laughs> but yeah, that's amazing, honestly. Um, I appreciate you sharing it. Like she said, procrastination. And we all have uh, trouble procrastinating. You know, uh, like she said, put the phone down. Also, for those partiers, no going out to night pub that go to UCF or wherever you may be at in college. Because this is not just to UCF, but this is to other colleges also around the nation as well. Um, Just uh, really be focused, you know, study. And like she said, if you fail one time, you can always try again. So that's the importance of it. But uh, best of luck on your finals. You know, you all out there. I know it's the fourth quarter. The new year is approaching. And you just got to continue to finish it strong, man. Um, Really keep a clear vision of what you want to do. This young lady started very young. That's why she's at where she's at. But she's continued to keep going. Like she said, you can start, but you got to keep pushing and keep going to execute at what you do. And she surrounded herself with nothing but leaders. You know, and that's, it's not about being better than nobody, as she mentioned earlier, but it's about how you want it, how not just, you know, the you want the world to perceive you, but it's about how you, how the world should perceive you, Yeah. you know, honestly. And um, one thing a mentor of mine said, and I always say this, but I just love the quote, as you let go, you allow flow. So as she mentioned, the surroundings and everything else you had in your life, if some things are in your life for a season, some things are born into your life for a reason you know this young lady right here was born into my life for a reason she's a friend of mine you know we plan on working on some projects in the future as well um you know so uh she's very dope and um i thank her for a time i know she's a bit tired but you know like we mentioned earlier we got to do some things we don't want to do in order to get to where we've never been before so yes um, I would like for you to share a little bit more with the audience. I'm not even going to ask you a question. I would just like for you just to share a little bit more that you want the audience to, to know about. Wow, I feel like I, I just poured out my soul into this thing. <laughs> you poured your soul. Um, do you have like any last questions? Last or... questions, yeah. Um, so you, you, you're excited for 2018, correct? Very excited. Alrighty, is anything upcoming for you? new events or I know that you're a health coach as well got your health thing going on and I heard you make some very good solid of yours <laughs> so fruit so you have anything upcoming well I actually just started a YouTube channel um with Pat actually you know Pat that introduced us um 
gave me the idea of why don't you start cooking healthy meals and so started something called Mondays with Megan I'm Megan and it's every Monday and kind of just you know the the main thing within that is it's healthy it's affordable it's quick it's easy to make and it's delicious so many people in college eat crap because they think they can't afford healthy food or it takes too much time when I am like y'all I'm gonna show you how to make the best cookies or the best oatmeal you've ever had in five minutes or whatever and they're affordable too you know so that's um on YouTube the name is Meg's M-E-G-S healthy lifestyle uh, every Monday and always posting a new thing as well as my Instagram it's the same thing but there's an underscore after Meg's so it's Meg's underscore healthy lifestyle and other than food if you guys want to see something else other than me just munching my life away on my <laughs> fitness account I do have a personal account if y'all want to see that and my main thing is just posting you know positivity on it you know whether it's a cool story that happened in my my day I'll, I'll post it or on my insta story a positive quote I love to travel so have some travel pictures in there as well uh, that one is Megan M-E-G-A-N Costa C-O-S-T-A 1919 and there you can get a little bit of my my personal life Okay, sounds good. That sounds amazing. So I want to leave it off with one more question, then we're out. Um, so what's you did some traveling before, right? Correct. What is your like your favorite place? I mean, ultimate experience. You enjoyed the culture. What would you say your favorite place by traveling the many places you've been to? Where would you say? You... So this is gonna sound crazy because. To the different places I've gone, it's actually a state. And the state doesn't sound very attractive as many others, but I would have to say Arizona. And I will tell you why. Going to Arizona, I expected to see cactuses and taco places on every corner. When I first went, I went with my parents and we saw the Grand Canyon. And we rented a car and it was four hours away from our hotel. So we rented a car and the road trip there was like one you couldn't even imagine. We passed by four different landscapes. Like I'm talking, we passed by mountains with dark trees to with snow top. Me, we, my family and I have never seen snow. So seeing snow on the mountain, that was like our first time seeing it. It was like miles away. Then we drive more and then there's like these red rocks. And then we keep driving and we finally get to the Grand Canyon. And... I always thought the Grand Canyon was overrated. I'm like, oh, everyone goes there. It's so overrated. You know, it's only one of the seven wonders of the world. Well, now I know why it is. I get to the top of the Grand Canyon. I look down, what, like 8,000 feet down? And I was just, when you think of a moment that takes your breath away, you know that quote, it's not about how many breaths you take, but the moments that take your breath away. I will never forget that moment on the Grand Canyon. I looked out and the beauty and the awe I was in and seeing wow (laughs) what this is insane it was
was one of the most beautiful moments of my life seeing that and then my mom you know beautiful moment and then I hear my mom like screaming because she's afraid I'm gonna fall and you know die so I was like okay mom so you know how to get off the rock mm-hmm. and another time I went to Arizona actually was January of this year with my dad mm-hmm. and that trip was a plot twist in itself but long story short we got a hotel and it was not what we thought it was going to be so we took the car and we just went straight towards the snow because we found out it was snowing two hours away from where we're at we've never seen snow snow you know so we're driving and we start seeing snow fall from the sky my dad's 59 i'm 20 we've never seen snow in our lives okay we see snow and we get out the car and we just start running in. I've never seen my dad more happy in his entire life. Like a kid, five years old. We find this cabin, amazing deal. We get in, we start walking and it was like a winter wonderland. It was so magical. The, it was snow, white snow all over. There was mountains. It was like a Christmas city. The people we met that were so sweet and the fact that we got to stay there and it wasn't even planned. Everything was just ba ba ba. Remember dad was freaking out at the beginning because we'd have a hotel at the moment and I'm like, Dad, don't worry, like it's we got this, like it's gonna be good. We're gonna we got we got this, Dad. But Arizona, Sedona, y'all, if you haven't been, check it mm-hmm. out. It is one of the most breathtaking places I've ever been in my entire life. Arizona from the Grand Canyon to the Red Rocks to the snow to the people. Man, that place mm. definitely has a huge part of my heart. Wow. And it's good that it's excellent that you got to share with both parents too. Yes. You know, as you said, you know, you never seen your dad that happy but when he seen the snow and I'm I'm gonna share a fun fact with me. I never knew it snowed in Arizona. I know it's a bunch of deserts and stuff like that. Me I neither. All, I didn't know. You know I never, I just was looking at, um, I was looking on, uh, I was just searching places sometimes. I like to get into my mind and already imagine myself be at these places. So I was searching places and I've seen that it's snow in uh, Arizona. I've seen snow and it's beautiful. It's crazy that it's snow in Arizona, don't snow in Florida or Cali. So, but who knows, you know, the man above always makes something possible always, when yes. it's impossible. But um, I must say it again. I know I didn't said it a thousand times on here, but it's that's all right. I'm, I thank you for your time today. I thank you for putting in work. I thank you for all that you do for your community, for your church, for the people that surround you. Listen, keep God by you. No man above him can never destruct you. know. So I thank you for your time. Um, She's Megan Hick. Hink. 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 I get it. I get it. I get it's it. It's a tough one. <laughs> Megan Hink. Megan. Megan Costa Hink. Amen. From Amen. Western Florida. She has Peru in her. She has Panama. But most importantly, she's a loving person, genuine person. You know, she's a speaker, um, great friend. It's a lot to get this girl title. But, you know, most importantly, she's a woman of God. You know, very faithful to the man above. So, I'm Terrell Sumter. I'm your co-host. Um, be sure to expect her again very soon. And um, like I say, for those students out there, listen, it's the fourth quarter, baby. Finish those finals. You know, put the books on the table. Put the phone to the side. Put the water on the table. 
put the wine to the side. <laughs> you know, but um, that's all we had for the day, y'all. She's Megan Hank, Megan Costas Hank. I'm Terrell Sumter, and this is the Inspire Before We Expire podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher. You can also find this on SoundCloud as well, and it should be on my website as well very soon. I am Terrell Sumter dot com, and we're out. <laughs>